Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. You're with Sonia Poulton on today's news talk, TNT. Hello and welcome to the Sonia Poulton Show on today's News Talk TNT. And hello to all who celebrate Australia Day today. Have a wonderful day. And hello to all the people who contact me. Laura, who wrote, congrats on your brilliant show on TNT. What a breath of fresh air this platform is. Long may it continue. And so say all of us. And hello to Man of Kent on X, who drew my attention to the fact that 100 Asda stores are going cashless. You know what to do, people. Speak with your wallet. Go elsewhere. A cashless society is a totalitarian society. Don't buy into it. How has your week been? How are you all in the live chat, my friends? And let me reassure you that no matter how hairy your week has been, chances are it hasn't been as bad as the MP Andrew Bridgen's week, whose marital woes have exploded all over Twitter with his own wife calling him a criminal. And ordinarily, I wouldn't be interested in people's marital spats, but I I think in terms of Andrew Bridgen, he's become a prominent player in a multitude of issues regarding the freedom movement. So I think this is one to watch very closely. And congratulations to Charlotte, our producer, who found herself mentioned on GB News yesterday and in various corners of the internet. Um, Charlotte had made a comment on Twitter about conscription and just saying basically can't trust our government uh, to do anything, including the fact that they enable, you know, the lockdowns and the jabs and the sexualization of children. And Andrew Pierce, who is a Daily Mail hack and a GB News presenter, was all very eyebrow, read out her comment and all very eyebrow raised about it. But go, Charlotte. We love that sort of stuff around here. And what about the BBC misrepresenting COVID risks to garner support for lockdown? That's what the COVID inquiry has heard from from Professor Mark Woolhouse, who criticised the BBC for reporting rare deaths among healthy adults as the norm. Now, this is just one reason you are better placed to be here on TNT, and you know it. And moving on, I have a question for you. What role does rehabilitation play in our society? And I have a second one. Are some people beyond help? I asked this question because yesterday in an Austrian court, Josef Fritzl, a man who became worldwide famous for locking up his daughter for 24 years and fathering seven of her children, has begun his process to freedom. Yesterday, a panel of judges in Austria granted him a transfer from prison for the mentally ill in a first step of his parole bid. He's now 88 years old and his transfer to a normal cell sort of paves the way for his permanent release. And a plethora of experts have come forward to say he is no longer a danger to society. He should be released. He's lost his sex drive and all of these various things. And I want to know what you think. Can people be rehabilitated when they've been so extreme as a Josef Fritzl. What are you saying there in the live chat? Oh, what have we got here? Oh, somebody's giggling. Will the BBC report on this? <laughs> That's a good question, Chris. Uh, you know, absolutely. Okay, dog's done. Coffee next, says Shin. 
that man looks evil. Are you, are you talking about Yosef Fritzor? I mean, let's be frank here. Somebody who can kidnap their own daughter when she's 18 years old and and he he gagged her, threw her in a makeshift um, underground cell in his house, fathered children. One of the babies, when it was born, was sick and poorly. And, and he threw, threw this baby, presumably dead at this point, into an incinerator. And were it not for the fact that Kirsten, the eldest child, actually seriously needed hospital care and maybe he had a twinge of compassion, but he took her to hospital in the hope that he'd obviously gaslighted them and coercively controlled them all enough that she wouldn't say anything. And Kirsten took that as the opportunity to break free. Certainly, nobody's asking Elizabeth, his daughter, what she thinks about his release. She is somewhere in Austria now. She's under another name entirely. And according to all reports, she has absolutely nothing to do with her father. Who can blame her? Um, who's run out of milk? The guy needs kept up lot for life, says Catherine. Um, I mean, I do I do have concerns about somebody like him being released. I really do. So um, keep keep your comments coming. We appreciate them greatly. It is um, nine minutes past the hour. I will be joined by Gemma Cooper very shortly. This is today's News Talk TNT. Don't go anywhere. We're only just getting started. The facts. No spin or agenda. Okay. Enough with the lies. We need the facts. This is today's News Talk Radio TNT. This is today's News Talk Radio. This is TNT and this is Gemma Cooper. Hello there, Gemma. Hello, Sonia. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's- Friday. It's Friday. It's Australia Day. There is a great deal for many people to celebrate, Gemma. Yeah, I'm kind of quietly celebrating that the COVID inquiries, you know, heard about the criticisms from the against the BBC. Pity they weren't sort of speaking out four years ago because it's March 2020, isn't it, that the insanity started. You know, pity people weren't more critical of the BBC at the time instead of just blindly accepting what was coming out of the box in the corner of the room and thinking that Armageddon was upon us, you know, and it, it's just... You know, hindsight is a wonderful thing, but the damage was still done, wasn't it? Because so many people believed the official state broadcaster. Well, I mean, that's exactly it, right? The damage has now been done, right? What use? I mean, other than verifying what we all knew anyway, what use ultimately is it when they make these sort of statements at the COVID inquiry? Me personally, I feel that the COVID inquiry is really just to stamp an official narrative. I don't know if you have that same belief because I I doubt for, I mean, we already know from the terms of reference, they're absolutely not going anywhere into the areas that, you know, truth seekers like you and I would desire them to go. Absolutely. Anytime anybody does bring anything to the table in the COVID inquiry, like questioning the origins of the so-called, you know, bat virus and all of this, they say, no, no, that's not that's not helpful. Actually, it's very helpful. You know, let's let's look at the real issues and let's look at the harms caused. It's a real whitewashing exercise. We've talked about endlessly on, on TNT, you know, prior to your arrival at the at the channel. Um, it is it is a whitewashing. Inquiries always are. They're kind of designed to appease public consciousness because no blame is ever apportioned. No one ever really loses their job. It's just kind of a fact finding mission. And I just think with this one, you know, I don't want to get on my high horse about my former employer, but should anything global happen again, which we all no, it will. You know, we're preparing for World War Three, it seems imminently. And we're also talking about disease X, you know, coming coming and, you know, affecting us all. I think people still, even if it came out right that the BBC was just, you know, government propaganda and then it was all kind of, you know, in the public domain, front page of every mainstream out there. You know, we all lied to you. If something happened again, people would still believe what they were told. That's how people are conditioned. You know, people go, oh, yeah, they lied about that, but they wouldn't lie about anything else. 
they would they would you know that's why we're needed at tnt that's why we're needed. oh absolutely more, now more than ever Gemma. now more than ever and the thing is i definitely see this rush of people who have become so aware covid has done us a favor in many respects don't get me wrong i'm not talking about the tragedies that occurred around it or or the deaths or the suicides or anything like that but in terms of you know like a mass awakening this has assisted it you know i'm i'm in no doubt about that whatsoever Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you on that one 100%. There's some people that even say it was designed and brought brought in this moment in human history to wake us up. There's all wow. sorts of theories about this. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, you know, making judgment on that theory, but a lot of people have that theory that this was meant to happen to wake us up. I think a lot of people were waking up prior to 2020. I think a lot of people were undergoing some kind of spiritual shifts, spiritual rumbling, spiritual kind of, you know, perception of the world was changing. I don't even want to use the word spiritual, just people were having perceptions that maybe we're not supposed to live like this. And then suddenly it was just accelerated 2020 onwards with so many people just, you know, so many people said to me, I, I kind of had a bit of an awakening before 2020, sort of 2010, 2011 was my time of questioning life and the reality that we were supposedly live in. But the amount of people that just said, I woke up in March, 2020. I just woke mm -hmm. up. I don't know mm -hmm. what was going on astrologically. I don't know what was going on seismically or, you know, energetically, but you know, they just had that moment, that download, they just woke up. It's an incredible mm -hmm. time to be alive. It really is. Oh, I couldn't agree more. We're here for a reason. You know, there's no doubt about it. I, I don't think there are coincidences about the point when we're born. And we are here to be truth seekers, Gemma. Absolutely we are. And talking about which, what are you going to tell us the truth about today? Well, it's a story that I know you'll have a lot to say on, so I won't really dwell on the facts too much, actually, Sonia. I'll leave the floor to you with this one. But it has emerged overnight, and it's making headlines as we speak, that the transgender swimmer Leah Thomas is launching a, a secret legal challenge against the world against world aquatics and she's trying to get her ban on uh, competitive swimming in women's elite races reversed uh, I, I think because she Thomas wants to compete in the Olympics uh, in Paris this year in August um, so she's gone to Thomas rather has gone to the court of arbitration for sport in Switzerland uh, to get the the ban uh, which was brought in after uh, he, he won the 500-yard freestyle event in Georgia in, in, in America. Um, it was a collegiate um, a college event, but he competed in the women's 500-meter freestyle. Um, and and I, at that point, he was allowed to use the women's changing room. Uh, he, he still hadn't transitioned fully. He was in the three years into the transitioning process, but still had all his male genitalia, which he exposed to the female competitors while they were getting undressed so the world aquatic world aquatics rather uh unsurprisingly because of the furore this all caused uh, given that he stormed that particular race and was only ranked 65th previously in the male categories and that with the locker room incidents uh meant the world, world aquatics introduced a ban on anybody who transitioned as a male into puberty uh was banned from competing in women's races and they launched an open category in swimming for people like Thomas. You would have thought that common sense would prevail and, and people like Thomas would have been happy with that. But no, he's launched this secret legal challenge. He's hired a Canadian law firm, a top law firm, who's really, really good at setting winning precedent cases. And of course, this will be a precedent. Uh, and if the ban is overturned in World Aquatics, it opens the floodgates for other sport governing bodies that have also banned uh, people that are transitioning from male to female. There's quite Quite a few now many governing bodies of sports have banned transgender athletes uh, rugby world athletics boxing fishing they've all said if you're a male transitioning to female you cannot compete um we'll give you a different category interestingly chess 
as well. They've said no transgender women. They want to keep it, you know, completely fair. That's what this is all about. Fairness in sport, fairness in the competing fields in terms of physical prowess. So uh, the cases at the core of arbitration for sport, interesting, are normally always heard behind closed doors. They're never normally publicized. So clearly someone has leaked this into the public domain. They think that people need to be aware of it. I completely agree. It remains to be seen, though, whether the, the, the court of arbitration for sport see common sense. Um, World Aquatics have asked for the case to be completely thrown out because at the moment, Thomas isn't affiliated to any swimming body. They're not competing in any races. So they say it's got no merit and that it should be thrown out. Let's see what happens. Wow. What can I say? I mean, first of all, thank God for organizations like Save Women's Sport, for people like Sharon Davis, who were prepared to put their head above the parapet when it was completely unpopular to do so and say, no, this is absolutely wrong. This is about the erasure of, of women's sports. And people like Leah Thomas don't want a third category, Gemma, because this is about validation. This is about saying, yeah, even though we all know you're a man, let's pretend you're a woman and put you in female category. And that's what it's about. They're not interested in third categories, which seems the logical thing to do, right? But I mean, it is wonderful to hear that this pushback has amounted to something. One of my favorite things um, regarding Leah, Leah Thomas was when Posey Parker, famed activist in this arena, she was in America and Leah Thomas was swimming. And you can hear Posey's voice. I think, I think Posey says, you're a man. And uh, as Leah Thomas is swimming, which, of course, went down, you know, very badly with a lot of the woke people. But the truth is, I think the world at large is absolutely sick of this madness, truly sick of it. And it is wonderful to hear there are reversals, but it should never have happened in the first place, Gemma, ever. It just shows you how insignificant some sporting bodies consider women's sports, which is insulting to all of us. And it's just awful. What motivation is there for young girls coming up if they think that they can just be usurped when some mediocre sporting male comes along and, and as you pointed out, Leah Thomas, was was coming 65th, I think you said. And it's like, you know, but suddenly you're first because there is a difference. We know that the, the physiology of males and females is different. And there are some issues about before and after puberty, no doubt about it. But I really have to say, Gemma, for me, males are males, females are females, and there is absolutely no way that any male should be in a female category. So it's wonderful to hear that there is a turnaround, but I'm not at all surprised that he's taking action. I mean, are you? Well, I am actually. Um, I, 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 I think the fact that this is being done in secret says it all. And um, this has clearly been leaked. Um, and I, the fact so if you've got the courage of your convictions and you really think you 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 have a chance, you would be open about this and so go on television and say, yeah, I'm launching a legal challenge. I, you know, but it's all mm -hmm. being done very clandestinely behind closed doors, you know, very hush hush, probably because of the, the controversy that that Thomas knows it will generate. But, you know, I am quite surprised because World Aquatics, you know, they, they banned they banned it pretty swiftly after seeing the backlash. That that what that after the photographs of the winning, you know, him winning that race, and you know, with the other women, you know, he's six foot four. He completely towered above the poor female competitors, and and their grace in the face of what happened, I thought was wonderful. They they just they took it. They stood on the podium, you know, with with him, and that I thought that their dignity actually spoke volumes. But quite rightly, you do not want six foot four men exposing their genitalia to women in locker rooms. It, you know, that's called that's called that's a crime you know it's voyeurism it's exposing exposure 
Yeah, it's exposure. Exactly. Um, so, of course, they brought in this ban quite rightly and they were fair. Sport is, you know, it wants to be fair. So open this open category. Um, but of course, you know, that's, as you rightly say, that's not what what he wants. He wants to win. Um, but I am surprised he's brought this challenge. I, I don't know what the Council for Arbitration for Sport will do. World Aquatics is saying it's got no legal basis. So they want it thrown out straight away. That might happen. We might just look at the technicalities. But he's hired this top, top law firm, which which has a really strong reputation for precedent setting cases. So they wouldn't have taken it on if they didn't think they could win. No law firm really takes cases on unless they think they can win. So that's where I think we could be going with this. I don't know where it will go. I think clearly he wants to compete in the Olympics and he wants an Olympic gold medal. Well, who doesn't? But compete in the category that sport has decided for you. Absolutely. Let me just read you some of these comments. You've got them going. Keep sea snakes out of women's swimming, says Ray Can. Um, and uh, many careers depend on following the agenda, gutless cowards. And uh, one more, just boycott it. It will end very soon. And that's what many people have said, isn't it? Is that females, if they are still dealing with this, they must boycott it. But that's easier said than done for us, obviously. You know, it's like if you've strived to be there, it, it is hard. But yeah, a great talking point, Gemma. Thank you so much. So much appreciated this and have a fantastic weekend. I will see you again on Monday, everybody. It is the remarkable Gemma Cooper. Take good care of yourself. Thank you. You too. Have a great weekend. Thank you. We will be back shortly on today's News Talk TNT. TNT's Abby Roberts. So this is the headline in The Guardian. Pleasure of sex is a gift from God, but avoid porn. Pope advises. What is it with religious people and sex? Isn't there anything else that's 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 more important to worry about? And this is what uh, this is what Pope Francis uh, say. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it in an Italian accent just to be even more offensive. Sexual pleasure is a gift from God, but Catholics must avoid pornography, Pope Francis has said. The pontiff... Oh, I'll tell you what, though, he was all for giving people lots of pricks during 2021. Bloody hell, mRNA's fine, but just not porn. Abby Roberts on TNT. The Irish government is proposing a law known as the Hate Speech Bill that threatens free speech. This law could have dire consequences for our democracy. This law will have uncertain effects on artistic and musical expression. It could stifle the activity of public campaigning on political and civil issues and also curtail speech relating to topics about religion, ethnicity, sex and gender. You could even be jailed for possessing documents, cartoons or memes on your devices, even if you never read them or intended on sharing them. Mere possession could make you a criminal under this law. Help stop this law. Visit www freespeechireland.ie forward slash take action to bend the hate speech bill. Plug in. Website. TNTradio.live Check it out. Today's News Talk Radio. It's the coolest. TNT. It truly is the coolest. Be under no illusion whatsoever. This is the Sonia Poulton Show on today's News Talk TNT. And the comments are going crazy this morning. I love that, River. Um, what does it say? Lol, an advert. That is beautiful. We love that very much. 
And uh, what else is going on here? Uh, that obviously is in relation to Abby Roberts being an advert. I thought that was a very clever play on words. Highly approve of that. Oh, somebody's got their coffee ready. Oh, do you know what? I don't know about you, but there are two smells that I absolutely adore. And that is the smell of fresh baking bread and the smell of fresh coffee. And I like to do both, frankly. Uh, what's your favourite smells, lovely people? Tell me in the comments. Um, what's this, Lord Melbury? Let's get real. Democracy is only a concept now doesn't exist. I mean, yes. I mean, this is a fact. Our British Prime Minister has been put in place by shadowy hands at number 10. He wasn't voted to be Prime Minister. We know that. Um, and uh, in fact, the man who was at actually voted in at one stage, not that I particularly like him, Boris Johnson, but he was removed. Yes. The SP show, Craig O'Bath, absolutely. Coffee and garlic. Oh, I love the smell of garlic too, although not necessarily on the breath. Um, international, what's this? This is interesting. International Court of Justice decision due today on Israel genocide accusations probably show how useless and irrelevant they really are, says Ray Khan. Listen, keep chatting. Lovely to see you so vibrant and alive in the chat today. Thank you so much for being with us. We uh, very much appreciated, appreciate it. And I am now joined by a sterling and incredible campaigner. Her name is Jan Cunliffe. She is the co-founder of Jengba, which is a joint enterprise not guilty by association. Now, joint enterprise is a horrible piece of law that criminalizes the innocent and justice is never served by criminalizing the wrong people. Hello there, Jan. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Yeah. Wonderful to have you with us. Show us your t-shirt, Jan. There you go. Jan, as Great. I say, there you go. Brilliant. Brilliant to see it. Jan, you are obviously the co-founder of Jengba, and it, we are talking about mass miscarriages of justice. There is a disproportionate number of young black males who get caught up in JE. And uh, you have obviously a personal experience that kind of forced you to co-found Jengba in the first place. And that is your son, who I've talked with you about before, was caught yeah. up in this and horribly imprisoned. And at the last time we talked, Jan, he was just kind of coming through his experience. How is he now? Um, I think when you suffer an injustice, you're never the same again. So um, he's not the person that he would have been. Um, but considering what he's been through, he's, he's trying his best to live live a normal life. He, uh, he He's working, he's got a, an apartment, um, but he still struggles massively because when you when you take a 15-year-old and you lock them up for 13 years and then throw them back out of prison when they're almost 30 and expect them to be able to, you know, go to work and, and, and communicate like the rest of us and to do all the things that we learned to do in our 20s that he hasn't been able to learn to do in his 20s. Uh, considering he's never had, never been able to do any of that, um, he's doing okay, yeah. Mm. Good, I'm glad to hear that. For those who don't know, tell people what Joint Enterprise is, Jan. Well, Joint Enterprise is a sort of, it's very difficult. It's a, it, it's a legal doctrine. It doesn't have to be used in the courtrooms. So what, what the prosecution's, does is if there's a crime, say, let's say for instance murder, and there are a number of people at the scene, the, the police will arrest all of them 
the CPS will charge all of them and they'll charge them all with the same crime. So if there's a violent disorder and in that in that violence, one person kills another person, rather than uh, charge everyone for the for the part that they played, they will charge them all with murder. So it's a broad brushstroke that it like nets in everybody. And your son, I mean, first of all, your son was partially blind. It's arguable whether he was even at the scene in the first place because he was like getting chips elsewhere, if I remember correctly, Jan, when yeah. Gary Newlove was murdered. And they literally just swooped everybody in. And I know this exists, Jan, because I have testified at the Old Bailey before um, when 10 young black men, including my daughter's half-brother, was pulled in to a joint enterprise situation. Thankfully, he was found not guilty because he, he was not responsible. But your son really paid a very heavy price. As you say, 15 years old, being imprisoned and criminalised. How can you recover from that, though? You can't. You can't. He's, and, and a life sentence does mean life because he's on licence now for the next 99 years. So he will be scrutinised and followed and um, and never have his freedom back. And, and he's always at the mercy of recall. Um, and recall means you go to prison and then we ask questions later. Uh, but yeah, it, it does sweep up everyone at the scene and it tends to be used, it tends to sweep up the most vulnerable as well. Uh, and Jordan, Jordan had ten percent vision. He, he was no good as a witness for the prosecution, so they used him as a defendant instead. Um, and obviously, a defendant that couldn't say who did what, where, and, and, and how it happened. And it's and it's important to say that in our case, um, the victim died because of one single significant injury to the neck, just one one injury to the neck. Um, and the police pathologist said that that could have only been inflicted by one person. So Indeed. from the very beginning, it was one injury by one person, but they charged five young people with murder and they got convictions for three. Terrible. Jan, let me just hold you there, if I may. We will come back after the news headlines. This is today's news talk. TNT, do not go away. You need to hear this. TNT Radio News. We are, we are your station for news. News. Matt Boyland here with your TNT headlines. The tide appears to be turning on Israel, with Britain now joining the chorus of calls for a permanent ceasefire in Gaza. Remarkable videos emerged online showing a small boat full of illegal immigrants storming the shores of Southern California. The US state of Alabama has become the first in the country to execute someone using nitrogen gas and Saudi Arabia has opened its first liquor store in over 70 years. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda, it never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. This is indeed TNT, today's news talk, and welcome back to the Sonia Poulton Show. I am joined today by Jan Cunliffe. She is the founder of Jengba Joint Enterprise Not Guilty by Association, and we've just talked 
been talking about how her son Jordan was swept up in a joint enterprise scenario at the age of 15. And in fact, it was Jordan's image that was literally used all across mainstream media. And he was really demonized. Before I spoke to Jan several years ago, I thought the same things about your son as everybody else did, Jan, because the British press told us your son was an absolute monster. So Jan yeah. founded Jengba. Now, Jan, you make incredible strides. Your campaigning is phenomenal. There's obviously many people now working with you. And so that there is stuff that's happening in Parliament. MP Kim Johnson is pushing for a significant contribution bill. There is a second reading next week. We're surely be going to be asking you, the people, to get involved and rally the troops with your MPs. But Jan, tell us, what is this significant contribution bill? Well, it's it, it's basically. I mean, we've got we've we've gone to the courts. The judiciary will not sort out joint, joint enterprise. Um, we had the Jogi ruling in two thousand and sixteen, and we thought the law had been put put right so that innocent people will not be swept up and charged and convicted of murder. Uh, but that didn't happen. So all these years later, we're still seeing young people being charged and convicted of murder, and because the sentences have got higher, we're seeing young people who are now being sentenced to longer than they've been alive. And these are young people who haven't murdered anyone. Uh, they can have been at the scene. Uh, so what Kim Johnson's bill is going to do is, it's, it's just basically one line as well, um, that will, if we can get that in place, it will tighten the law. It won't make it perfect. There'll still be problems with it. But, but basically, you, you will have to have played a significant part in a crime in order to be charged and convicted for it. So if we look back at Jordan's case, uh, milling along the street, can't see what's going on. Um, he didn't lay a finger on the victim. He made no significant contribution to Gary Newlove's death, so he would never have gone to prison. And that's what we want. We don't want people like Jordan happening again. Now, People might say, well, why am I fighting for this in, in, in such a way? Uh, why am I not fighting for the people that have already been convicted? Uh, I'm still fighting for the people that have already been convicted. But but what Jen will want to do is stop having more people contact us. We get people contacting us every single month. And it is heartbreaking to see that with 13 years of campaigning, we haven't stopped this. It hasn't gone away. And there are mums just like me still sort of ringing up and still um, going through this process. And, and this bill will, and, it, and it'll be good for us because it will stop this. We will stop getting those phone calls from people who have had their lives destroyed by joint enterprise. And then we can concentrate completely and utterly on every single miscarriage of justice that has contacted us as well. I hear you. You're currently supporting something like 1,500 prisoners who are serving life sentences, convicted as secondary parties. So that would literally change the game, wouldn't it? I mean, it's yeah. it, quite phenomenal. So can can it help if we contact MPs? I know many, many people are quite rightly very cynical about how much MPs will and won't do, but it, it surely has to help a little bit. If not, Lee, at least acknowledging the fact that we are saying to them, you need to be doing something about this. You need to support this. It's raising awareness, isn't it? Absolutely, because MPs work for us. And if we don't keep contacting them and telling them what we want them to do, then they'll do what they want. So, yes, contact your MP. 
doesn't matter if you if you think your MP is rubbish or not. It doesn't matter. Contact them. Tell them to be at the House of Commons on the 2nd of February. Tell them to support Kim Johnson's bill, significant contribution bill. Uh, tell them to be there because nobody, absolutely nobody should go to prison for murder that hasn't committed murder. And if they believe in justice, then they should be supporting this bill. If they believe in injustice then you'll know what kind of MP you, ha you have in your constituency. And that is the kind of MP that you don't want to have in your... You don't want to vote for that kind of person, a person who believes that injustice is, is fine. Absolutely. And let, know, and let them know that. Let them know that. I mean, we're all furious about the post office scandal, and, and quite rightly so. Um, but we're talking about people who are serving life sentences for murders that they haven't committed. You know, injustice is awful, however it comes, but, but to have a life sentence for a crime that you haven't committed is, it's abominable, it really is. It, it's, I can't even explain the pain that comes with that. Yeah, it's devastating, no doubt about it. But, you know, the upside, of course, the silver lining is that <clears throat> it created in you this formidable campaigner and in other people because your sense of justice is so great that you were determined because really you could just say, well, my son is now released and blah, blah, blah. I can, I can walk away and wipe my hands of it, but you don't want other families to experience this. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm as angry today as I was when this first happened. I'm just not as traumatized. Um, trauma probably made me look mad or, or, or like I didn't know what I was talking about. But, but I feel now that that burning anger is still, it's still inside of me. It's exactly the same as it was on, on the very first day that this happened. And that fire will not quench until there's justice. And I, I, I will not stop. I will not stop. And I will not allow uh, myself to sit back knowing that this could, this could happen to my next door neighbour. You know, this could happen to the little boy who goes to school by my house when he turns 15. This could be him. And I won't allow that. I, I can't sit back and let that happen. Jan, do we know why this is disproportionately affecting young black men? Um, Because we live in a racist country. <laughs> Simple as that. The police pick them up. The CPS charge them. Um, even the juries, I believe most of the time, some of the jury members will probably be racist as well. You know, you see 10, you see 10 young black men in the dock. Um, you have a prosecutor who throws um, the gang narrative. A gang narrative is more believable, for some reason, is more believable with um, defendants who are black or mixed race because this narrative of the black gang and, and the fear of the black man is, is something that we've had instilled in us. Um, in the criminal justice system for such a long time that we we, we kind of all, almost believe it every time we hear it. Um, and the police get away with picking them up and charging them all and the CPS get away with uh, convicting them all. And, and you know, it's, it's it's just dreadful. You're 16 times more likely to, go, you know, to be convicted of, of a joint enterprise murder or manslaughter if you're black than if you're white. That That is outrageous. Oof. That is actually shocking. I used to be a hip hop journalist and we used to say that a group of white men walking together are friends and a group of black men walking together are a gang. That wasn't what I used to say. That's what artists used to say to me. Yeah. And I think yeah. what you're saying there is exactly that, isn't it? Listen, Jan, I think your work is amazing. I think it is formidable. And I wish you nothing but luck in, in being able to do this. Ultimately, we'd love to overturn this completely, but one line can make that difference at this moment in time. So please, people, 
people, if you can, please contact your MPs. And at the very least, as Jan said, at least you'll know whether they are there for justice or injustice by doing so. Everybody, this is Jan Cunliffe. She is from Jengba. Please support them. I'm sure that uh, she Jengba could do with support in all manner of ways. I will be back yeah. shortly. This is today's News Talk. Thank you for joining me today, Jan. Really appreciate it. Take good care of yourself. Thank you for thank you so much. Take care. This is TNT, today's news talk. Don't go away. We'll be right back. My name's Stacy. I'm 57 and I was adopted in 2020. We were adopted in 2019. And we were adopted in 2021. We had a house. Um, and it sounds crazy, but it wasn't a home. The one thing that Jake and Emma brought is it became a home. When I met Dakota, he had just turned 14. You weren't there for the first this and the first that. I missed the first words, but we got a lot of other firsts. I'm watching her say, oh my God, I cannot believe I got my license. And she's like, I passed. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> See them grow. It is. They chose to love us. They didn't have to. They chose us. Family. You and you. Kids in the middle. What I thought was a complete life was nowhere near complete. <laughs> but it is now. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. The impact of a meal goes well beyond feeding our bodies. Because when people are fed, futures are nourished. Everyone deserves to live a full life. And with your help, together we can end hunger. Join the movement at feedingamerica.org slash act now. Live from London, you're with Sonia Poulton on today's News Talk TNT. This is indeed TNT and you are in the right place to be and they are fired up in the comments. Let me read some of this. Thanks, Jan. Love and light. Oh, let me just, sorry, bear with me. Thanks, Jan. Love and light, says Easy E. Keep strong, Jan, says River. Um, we are all family. They really don't want us to know that, says We Fat Shug. Absolutely. Shin says, Jan, wishing you all the best, sending you health, love and strength. Um, wonderful, wonderful comments. Thank you so much. Amazing woman. Wish her all the best, says Chris. Thanks, Jan. And best wishes, says Peter. Well done, Jan. Thank you. Keep that fire. And that is the thing, isn't it? Is I think it's quite phenomenal that even though her son is now free, well, free as can be, uh, given all of the restraints that he's clearly still dealing with, but the fact is she's still fighting for other people. And I think that is a true activist. I love that sort of stuff. And now I, I want to make it so that Every Friday, my last guest on Friday sort of takes us beautifully into the weekend in a way that isn't necessarily about hard news, but about the betterment of us. Because we've been talking around here about the importance of raising our vibrations. And next week, my guests will be talking to us about how to overcome the fear porn that is thrown at us. But today I am delighted to be joined by Althea Finch. Now, Althea is a holistic therapist, Althea specializes in the thing that I love most, and that is the mind and body connection, because obviously the, the medical models are interested in isolating everything. And you know why? Because it pays dividends for big pharma, because if they can say, oh, you've got a headache, that's not connected to this, then that's it. They can charge you, well, 
two, three, four, five times for various medicines. And that's kind of how it works. But Althea today is going to talk to me about how to get rid of pain naturally. And I love that. And so Althea, hello, welcome. Thank you for joining us on the Sonia Poulton Show. Thank you so much, Sonia. Thank you for having me on here and being able to share uh, this and hopefully give hope to many, many people. Well, we love that. We love the sound of that. So tell us about, well, I I want to hear about your process. I I mean, I've read some of the testimonies. I've heard some of the testimonies. Really amazing stuff. So one of the things that you say is you help people who feel trapped with physical or or emotional pain. Tell us, how do you go about that? Yeah, so mostly people come to me with a physical condition because that's I, I love working on the practical on the body, and you know working on the body you can see uh, very clear evidential change. If you can't walk and then you can walk, or you're suffering pain and then you you don't have pain, it's very clear. But um, yeah, I, I treat people with uh, emotional things or um, a higher level anxiety, past uh, childhood traumas, all sorts of things. So when they come to me, they come with their usually physical thing. And we have a consultation and to sort of can understand, you know, what's the whole picture? Because you, you sort of talk about the separation of things, but we're not separate. We're whole. <laughs> we're a whole being with feelings and being through stuff and physical things and thoughts that we're a whole package. And um, that's what's the most important thing to work on is to look at the whole picture it's not good enough to just, um, if you've got uh, painful knees and, and you need a knee up or hips or back or something, you know, if you just address the the physical condition, it can't go because that's not where it's coming from. So when I when I uh, do a consultation with somebody and I'm looking for the, the life picture, where are they at? What have they been through? Why, why do they have knee problems and what's going on there? And um, yeah, it's, it's a whole package. So um, that's what they come to me with, you know, to say this physical thing. They come with a desperate need for get to get rid of that. But that's just the beginning of the story. That's the beginning of, of, of the tip of the iceberg. I mean, you say categorically you don't have to live with pain. And, you, and you know, you've been helping people for three decades at least. And you say that you've come to learn one simple principle that governs well-being and health. And that is the body is biological i.e. it makes sense. and But but it doesn't make sense for many people. So how do you break that down? So say I came to you, because yeah. one thing that I have <laughs> suffered from is arthritis. And actually, I've, I, 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 I'm reluctant to say I've cured myself, but with the help of very, very, very good people, my pain has gone. Like, I, and I was in extreme pain for a very long period of time and even had a hip operation. So, but the rest of me, my knees and joints and everything really problematic. So when people come to you, as you say, you look beyond the physical symptoms. Now that's quite difficult, isn't it? Because what you're doing is you're raising up in people some in- incredibly at times traumatic experiences. Do people find it how accepting are people that that you're saying, look, your pain in your knee may be associated with this experience you had in your childhood, as one example? Is that something that people find easy to accept? Um, well, we don't start with that. We start with what they want and what they need, which is um, relief from their chronic pain, their symptom, their headache or whatever. And um, that's the priority. So I take them through the actions to release it. And uh, nobody, I mean, one of she came to me with hip problems, hip pain and shoulder and chest pain. And um, 
we worked uh, together and she started to relieve that and it started to move around her body and change and relieve. And as she went through the process of that, and then she told me that when she was five years old, her parents divorced. And for a five-year-old little darling, you know, that was traumatic for her. She had to move her into the grandparents. She saw her parents arguing and playing mind games and all that sort of, uh, that sort of thing. And um, as an adult, you know, we, we take our story from childhood and we, we express it through the body. So as an adult, we, th we might logically think like that's years ago. It's nothing to do with um, what, we, what I, my hip pain now. So they come with a, a peak thing and we focus on that first to get rid of that. And they naturally, you naturally will, as you connect to the problem, all the things that's created it, you'll, be, you'll, you'll start to be connecting with those things. So you'll naturally talk about things. You'll naturally notice about things. You'll notice that that um, uh, the pain is awful and it's and it uh, drives me crazy and it's annoying. So these words are connecting your feelings. So I show you how to connect to that. Whatever bubbles up in you, and everything that bubbles up in you, it's like an opportunity for release. And that's where my method comes in. That everything that comes up. So it's all very natural, Sonia. It's it, it's not about making yourself go through reliving horrible feelings or taboo subjects or something it naturally bubbles up in you you don't feel well you're upset you're stressed you're in pain and that's you you meet the pain where it is with my method it's super simple it's directly uh, meeting the problem where it is and it releases in that moment it's not logical but that's what happens and the the interesting thing I've, I've found by looking into your work is that it's not just about uh, relieving people of pain, but it's also about giving them mobility back. Now that sounds an extraordinary yeah. thing because some people they've just got they've gotten used to it, haven't they? That they hurt here, so then they've learned to use their body in this way, yeah. and that's so that must be incredibly freeing. Which is why you have so many incredible testimonies because people yeah. feel like they've got their lives back. Definitely, it's wonderful. It's just. Brilliant. I mean, one guy said he he, uh, he was going to marry me <laughs> if, I, yes. if I helped him get rid of his pain. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, if I can just say about uh, this this uh, this chap, he had um, uh, a car accident thirty years ago, and he had nerve spinal nerve damage. And uh, when he came to me, he had uh, awful nerve pain, terrible nerve pain in his hand, and he was taking six cocodamol, a high level of pain relief every single day. And uh, in six months, uh, he used the method. The method's a 90-day program, actually. But um, in six months, he had a total of four, um, four uh, uh, pain meds, just four. And he was taking six wow. every single day just to function. And that wasn't even functioning. It was just making him da daisy. But, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I, I've been a natural therapist for 30-odd years. And I discovered this sort of 10 years in. And it totally changed the, the treatments I was doing. And from that point, that was the beginning of the pain-free method, which is what I teach today. And I, I give it to you, I show you how to do it so anybody can do it. And um, one lady came to me and nearly everybody is really skeptical. It's going to work for them. I, you know, I'm 110% behind it and I've proved it with many testimonials, as, you, as you've seen. Um, one lady came to me, very skeptical, really reluctant to come into the programme. I was encouraging her. I, I had a strong feeling like I knew I knew she could do this and I can help her. And um, yeah, she uh, had degenerative uh, pain in her back, increasingly worse and worse until she couldn't walk. She had awful pain. Called the doctor. She was immediately sent to hospital for a week, pain meds all the time, came back home after a week. And uh, she said that was a waste of time. <laughs> 
She came back home with a diagnosis of a crumbling spine, osteoporosis. She couldn't walk. And, you know, she's what she's an able, strong lady. What does somebody do? You know, she was um, depressed and feeling hopeless for her life. She had carers cooking her tea and given walkers and things. And, um, you know, she's an able lady, strong lady to that. And uh, the next day with my method, she was walking. The next day, that next day, and that happens all the time, as you know, on the testimonials. There's loads like that. Yes. But yeah, it's thing, extraordinary. It's extraordinary. Yeah. The thing and, is, you see, things, in the West, sorry, we see in the West, we're told, I mean, I watched your cancer documentary, which was brilliant. You might, everyone Thank go you. through that. And um, it's it's a business. You know, as you say, we get split into parts. We're not parts. We're whole. We're a whole person. And we um, we're indoctrinated that you get something bad enough and you go to the doctors and you have immediately medication. They don't really even look into your records or your history. They no. just say, yeah, that medication and then maybe an operation. That's it. And if you don't, they, they're so arrogant sometimes. I know there's some wonderful people in the business. I've met them. But some, but the, the the system is so arrogant, and they look down at you, and um, uh, yeah. So a lot of the times, people are so skeptical because of that, because we don't know how to self heal, but it's within no. us. Yes, in, not outside. The body is amazing in self-healing. I had a, a bit of an accident the other week where my dog's lead went through my fingers and kind of ripped the skin. It was quite traumatic. It involved another dog and all manner of other things. But it just it was just horrendous. And within two weeks, pretty much healed now. And the body is incredible if you take care of it. And Althea is so convinced with her method that she offers a money back guarantee if it doesn't work for you. And let me just read some of these comments. Althea, I think you've got customers in the comments. Right. So, uh, so much going on here. Let me see where I can go here. Um, oh, not head shoulders knees and toes are you being funny there um let's see um monkey shoulders what on earth is monkey shoulder i have krill oil shrug and acupuncture mat try them buddy um once we i don't know i i'm, I'm sorry i'm wow it sounds so plausible and it must really help when it works says craig I mean, that is the thing, is that it's utterly, for anybody who has suffered pain it, uh, and extensive pain that just goes on and on and on, it does depress you. It does drag you down. It makes you feel that life isn't worth living. So you're essentially helping these people to get their lives back. No wonder the testimonials are so important. And when I play music, I truly feel no pain, says Shin. Well, music is a wonderful thing, obviously. Um, what's this? Music soothes my soul as well, says uh, Shug. Uh, absolutely. Um, what, uh, thanks. I wanted my daughter to know everything I've been taught. Either I'm not sure. Do you know, the thing is sometimes, and I do love it, it's like two different worlds that are coexisting. Our guests often trigger other conversations, Althea, which then goes off into other things, which is wonderful. We love all that as well. But so the important thing is what you're saying is this all can be done completely naturally. Do you know what? Althea, this is hidden from us, really, isn't it? You have to dig yeah. to find people like you. Well, you know, I, I'm a natural therapist from pretty much the beginning. And, you know, even me, it took me 10 years to even get it. I was learning all these different lovely methods and shiatsu and reflexology and reiki and all sorts of things. And um, But still, I didn't twig it. I didn't get it until 10 years in. That's constant treating people, constant study, you know, and um, in the fields. 
so you know if, if i took 10 years in but when we're not shown this we're not shown this and one of my clients said it's like um do it, it's it's something we we don't it's obvious but we just don't do it we just don't do it we just don't know it we're in the head we're logical and all these lovely things that people are trying like music and acupuncture and all these things are can be wonderful they're outside things though and they they can't get rid of the problem and never get it come back which is what my method does because right. my method is on from within your healing's within you have to tune into you inside so all these things can be wonderful and definitely help even medication and operations you know at the right situation you know if, I, if i'm if i'm on the road and and displayed out and blood coming i'd like an operation thank you very much <laughs> and pain well, there are, so if there are some wonderful Yes, sorry. There are some wonderful things, obviously, that come from our health service, and I think that orthopedics is one of them. I have to say, I think some some orthopedics are absolutely amazing. But you know, this kind of pill for every ill is not acceptable, and that is what we're told. And as you say, we are dealing with the symptom rather than the cause. Whereas yours is about getting to the root of the problem. You're saying that there is a source. There is a source for all these issues. Absolutely. So, you know, you it, the, it's like a, a pimple, you know, it, you, you get to the peak of the thing, the thing that you can't live, you can't function anymore. Like that poor lady, Linda, she, she couldn't walk and she was desperate. So, you know, you get to a point where you, you can't ignore your body signals anymore. And uh, one of the core things that I love people to kind of to to have a look at is the first thing I do is teach people the concept of healing. How does it work? What's the ABC? What's the language? What's the rule book of healing? Because once you know that, then you don't you don't you're not trying to fix things because fixing things does not work. Trying to make it go away. So when, the core principle is pain is a message that wants to be heard just like your I'm hungry message or I'm tired message. Mm -hmm. These are all messages and signals of the body. So you have to tune into you, tuning into you, listen to your needs, ad address the things that you need, trust that. So it's it's about self-love, listening to yourself. When you tune in, your body heals itself. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Chris says, you're absolutely right. Chris says, I'd much rather see this lady than put my health in the hands of the NHS. And that's the thing, obviously, over the last four years, people have lost a great deal of faith in our National Health Service because of all the COVID lies. So in the West, medicine is about profit, not holistics as a debt. Uh, they will look at operating before any other option. And again, that is absolutely the truth. I mean, that is the reality. It is a lot about profit. So everybody, this is Althea Finch. She is here to, well, to give you a painless existence, which is what we all desire, frankly, because I, you know, I often say, Althea, that I don't mind living to an old age, but I don't want to live to an old age if I'm in pain. And if I can't move, that that would just be a miserable existence. But you're, you know, what you're offering is a freeing from that. It yours is actually yeah. offering people to reconnect with all the strengths of being human, right? Absolutely. And you tune into you, you know. I mean, we, we a lot of the times we live according to how we're brought up or the effects of our lives. We 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 live we live in in uh, reflection of those things and um these things are are crazy things that we do in our lives but you tune back into you and you feel pure of heart you feel true to yourself it doesn't matter if you get things wrong you're you're, you're authentic and absolutely um, 
Authentic is the key word. Listen, Althea, thank you so much for joining us today on the Sonia Poulton Show on today's News Talk TNT. And thank you all for a fantastic week. Make sure to tune in again on Monday where we'll be examining if there really is such a thing as a virus. I want to thank you all. I want to thank you all in the comments. Again, a true earth angel, Althea, says hope and love and peace. I want to thank the fantastic team at TNT. This is today's News Talk. TNT, do not go away. The formidable Abby Roberts is up next. Take excellent care of yourself. Have a good weekend all and happy Australia Day.